And we are back at her. Dave Vaughn from the firm is here answering your phone calls tonight. It is, of course, the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The lines are open and ready to roll. You have questions about your severance, your employment, your lack of job, a new job, a job you're thinking about taking, maybe a friend, a neighbor, a family member just got let go, and they're thinking, man, what do I do? I have this severance offer in front of me. Is it accurate? Uh, should I sign it? Do I not sign it? Maybe you got let go without a severance offer. You're not sure if you should get severance. Those are the type of questions we'll take on the show tonight. As always, Dave, answering your questions on the phone lines. And uh, email uh, Lior as well when he's uh, not hosting the show. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Davey, we always start the show with the week that was. How was the week, brother? Pretty good. Uh, so the uh, first case I want to talk about uh Resolved the matter with a uh, 48 year uh, or 48 year old employee, two and a half years of service, uh, director level, so it's a uh, senior specialized job, and um, a contract of employment that had a uh, provision regarding termination. Uh, and at the time of termination, uh, they were offered. Uh, this person was offered three months uh, severance pay. Mm-hmm. So initially, uh, you'd look at that and you say, oh, that's over just over a month per year of service. So uh, must be a fair offer. And uh, yep. in fact, that's what the uh, the company's uh, human resource uh, vice president uh, told this individual, that you know it was a fair offer and it was better than what the contract stipulated, better than the Employment Standards Act minimums, right. uh, and over a month per year of service. So the, you know, they were really trying to emphasize uh, how, how fair of an offer this was. Uh, I spoke with this uh, individual and uh, you know, clearly told them this is not a good severance package, that uh, the contract of employment, uh, the termination provision was uh, unenforceable, that it didn't limit um, the person to the uh, Employment Standards Act minimums, and that uh, given the age of 48 um, and uh, senior position, it didn't matter that the, there was only a two-and-a-half-year employment relationship, that this person should get as much as six months of severance pay. Wow, no kidding. And uh, so it, it, the offer had to be doubled. Uh, and uh, so we uh, started the negotiation process. Uh, we asked for eight months, uh, a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I, I was quite confident that out of the two numbers, uh, eight months and three months, that eight months is actually a more reasonable number, sure. uh, given the, the seniority level and the uh, the level of compensation. Uh, and we went back and forth uh, with you know a, th- a few rounds of negotiations, and we're able to get this uh, individual a six month severance package. Excellent. Imagine uh, so, they never called, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, I think the, the main lesson here is there's no uh, you know, rule of thumb in terms of month per year service no. or t- two weeks per year service. Uh, there, you know, each case is, uh, you know, is unique, and uh, we have to look at all the factors and all the surrounding circumstances, and that's age, uh, length of service, and position. Mm-hmm. And I think there used to be a view out there that it was a month per year service, and that, that's a, an old uh, rule of thumb. But uh, especially when there's a um, you know short service person with a senior job, with a high paying job, uh, yeah. you know a, a lot of uh, responsibility, it's going to take that person a long time to replace that job. It's not going to be you know one, two, three months uh, to replace the job. It's yeah. going to be you know four, five, six months at least. And sometimes, I mean, there are cases um, you know supporting you know upwards as much as twelve months. Uh, for similar similar uh, individuals. Now, those are usually unique circumstances. There's something sure. else that makes that a longer notice period, um, such as a non-competition agreement, uh, or a, you know a, a very specialized industry, mm-hmm. or if the person you know moves from the United States or a different country comes to Canada, it's the only place they've ever had a job. Uh, th- th- you know, those type of circumstances can really increase the severance package even beyond that. Uh, you know, the, uh, six months for uh, someone in, in this case, this person's uh, circumstances. 
416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. What else you got going on there? Yeah, another one I had, uh, you know, comes up uh, more often than you'd think. And it was a, uh, an employee who had uh, eight years of service with the same company. Mm-hmm. But they had a series, so they were an employee, but they had a series of one-year contracts. Uh, so each year they'd sign a new contract. And when the most recent contract ended, uh, the company terminated his employment and just said, you know, this, we don't have to pay severance pay, we don't have to pay termination pay because you had agreed this was a one-year contract. <laughs> And, um, you know, I do see this happen uh, more than you'd think. And, uh, you know, the law protects employees in these types of situations. While one contract, maybe two contracts are legitimate. Right. Uh, once you get into, you know, three plus, that's a, you know, you're an indefinite term employee and you can't yeah. limit that person's termination entitlements by just having them sign a one-year contract every year. Uh, so this person, uh, needless to say, was entitled to severance pay based on the full eight years of service. And uh, at a mediation, we were able to convince the uh, the company and their and their lawyer of that. Um, so the, the lesson here is, um, you know, it doesn't matter what the, necessarily what the contract says or how your employer treats you, whether that's as a, you know, as a one year contract employee or a, a uh, even a contractor or an employee. That type of situation comes up too. It doesn't matter what the contract says necessarily. It's the courts will look at the reality of the situation. Were you an employee? Were you an indefinite term employee? And, uh, you know, courts will try to uh, protect employees in these types of situations. Otherwise, you know, every employee in the world, or at least in Canada, would just have people on contract. You'd never have to pay severance. Yeah, you'd avoid avoid all employment laws, right, all minimum (laughs) standards. Uh, You can have everyone on contract, so they're not employees, they're independent contractors, and they can be terminated at any time. Or you'd just have them on, yeah, you're right, um, you know. Three month contracts, and every uh, every three months we renew that, and uh, you know you could have someone on for twenty years, and then at the end of that uh, twenty years, you know, have them on one year contracts, and just say, oh, we're not going to renew it, we don't know you anything, and you know otherwise that person could get you know in the eighteen to twenty four month range. So uh, the courts will protect uh, you know individuals, employees in these circumstances. Just before we uh, get to a break, let's slide in, Frank. Hey, Frank, how are you? Good evening. Oh, not bad. Thanks, John. Thanks for th- thanks for taking my call. No worries, pal. What's uh, what's going on with you? So, like, in a nutshell, like, I'll uh, be really brief and to the point, and if I could get my answer off the air. Uh, mm-hmm. I was with the company for approximately 10 years. Uh, I did something that I shouldn't have done regarding a sick benefits application form. Um, they let me go, unionized job. The, the union pretty much got me reinstated again, but there's conditions, I guess, for the, I guess, the, uh, the reinstatement. And uh, my shop store was just a little bit leery about, uh, about the, the actual um, – the information on the actual, uh, I guess, the letter of agreement because it's 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 very uh, um, uh, uh, ambiguous as when it comes to like you know doing something wrong that I'm not supposed to do, like not regarding the sick benefits application form and like how would that work with me in future if something does go wrong and they decide to terminate me, terminate me, uh, where do I stand if I want to like you know uh, go after them for wrongful dismissal and I'll take my answer off the air. I hope that was clear enough. Thank you. It was good. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate that. Thank you yeah, very thanks, much. Frank. So uh, because Frank's in a union, uh, there's really nothing um, he, right. he can do independently of the union. If he is let go uh, in the future for wrong, you know, for uh, you know, anything, whether it's cause or or, um, or or pursuant to the collective agreement, he has to go through the union to grieve that. Um, so, And yeah. that's, I assume, what he did this time when he was uh, disciplined, uh, and he'll have to do that in the future. So there's nothing a, a, an employment lawyer could do for uh, for him, unfortunately. The general rule is you're bound by the union, so that's as far as you can go. That's right. right.
416-870-6400-640 on your cell. You want to call through like Frank. We'd love to talk to you tonight. Anything about your employment, your severance, call through. Dave here to answer your questions right up until 8 o'clock. It's the Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. 7.15, the Employment Hour, Monday night edition continues. Yeah, call the number. we got open lines. You want to uh, chat, you want to talk, you have questions to be answered. That's the place to do it. The forum to do it is right here tonight in Dave. Dave, answering your questions. Got Randy in line. Hey, Randy, good uh, good evening. How are you? Not too bad, you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's your concern? I have a WSIB claim that I mm-hmm. fought for roughly around 12 years. I went to three hearings, and I won, finally. Now, the judgment, they, took, they have to pay me dating back to 1991, all my back pay, and I still haven't received anything, and that was approximately seven months ago that I won. I was wondering, what can I do about this to get my cash coming in? They told me, I saw a lawyer, and he said that they put it to the executive level because of the amount of money that they've got to pay me. And I'm thinking, like, six, seven months, that's quite a while to wait. They should have that done by now, I would think. Yeah, you'd think so, Randy. That's uh, that's bizarre. So was there an order from the, the tribunal? Yeah. Like, I went to the hearing. I won, got all the paperwork. Wow. And uh, they, they don't. They didn't have a, a timeline in the, in the order. No, there was no timeline in it. Okay, and have you heard anything from the? Has the employer said any? You know, have they said anything about what they intend to do? How quickly they or you know when they they're going to pay? Well, I guess WSIB spoke to the lawyer and, the, and told the lawyer that they wanted all my past T fours. Yeah, getting back to ninety one, and they saw one piece of uh, one amount of money on one of the T4s and they wanted to know where that came from but it was okay. from my employer. Okay, got it. Um yeah, I mean that doesn't sound right the that type of a wait. So, um I mean the first thing I, I think you should do is uh give us a call tomorrow and uh we can and send us the documents and we can review that and figure out how to get that money from them. All right. Okay. Awesome. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Perfect. Thanks, Randy. Randy, I appreciate that call. The number to call is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And your phone calls four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. You got lots of time to call through and talk to us. Want to tackle this tonight, uh, Dave? And that is temporary layoffs. You get calls for this in the office by the dozen by the week. So, what is a temporary layoff, and how is it different than a regular termination of employment? Yeah, it's a great, uh, great topic, uh, John, and uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, people are very interested to hear about it because, uh, you know, these types of terms, you know, layoff, termination, uh, it's they're thrown around interchangeably, and uh, so it's good to get some clarity on it. Um, a temporary layoff occurs um, when an employer basically tells an employee that, you're, you know, we don't need you to come to work anymore, we're not going to pay you. Um, and um, for a certain amount of time, but you may be called back at, at some point. That is generally what it's viewed as by, uh, by an employer. Now, um, and a termination, on the other hand, is when it's a, uh, an express termination, you're never going to come back to work. That's the end of the employment relationship. Now, a temporary layoff uh, can be treated as an employee as a termination. So um, employers are not necessarily allowed to uh, institute temporary layoffs um, and just tell an employee that, hey, we don't have work for you anymore and we're not going to pay you. That's basically a termination. But, yeah, it is. 
But if they do it once or twice and the employee says, oh, okay, fine, now they've built in the right to do it again, no? Right. So when a temporary layoff is allowed is uh, if they've – basically there's an implied term uh, in right. the employment contract that allows it. So you've been laid off in the past uh, and, and you've accepted layoffs in the past and uh, you know, uh, so even w- you know, one is usually enough um, to get that implied term. Um, and uh, once you get into the two or three, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be uh, allowed. And then uh, on the other way is if you have a, a contract of employment right. or, a, uh, or a job offer letter or an employment agreement – that says that uh, you're you're agreeing to temporary layoffs. Now, the temporary layoff must be done in accordance with the Employment Standards Act, um, which means um, 35 weeks if benefits are continued and 13 weeks if they're not continued. But uh, just because uh, you know a lot of employers, when faced with a temporary layoff, uh, they'll they'll do it in accordance with the Employment Standards Act. Um, so they'll say, you know, we're going to lay you off for 13 weeks, or we'll call you back within 13 weeks. Right. And they're confused when the employee uh, treats that as a termination. Yep. And unless it's in the employment contract saying that they're allowed to do it, or they've done it in the past, they're not. That's a termination in and of itself. So just because it, you know, um, corresponds with the ESA does not mean it's allowed. We'll get to uh, Michelle here before we break. Hey, Michelle. Good evening. Hi, uh, I'm just calling. I've been uh, listening to your show for the past week now, and uh, I feel like you guys might be able to help me. Cool. Essentially, my job has cornered me into uh, taking a severance, although they told me I, they don't want me in the position I'm working right now, and they don't want me in the position I previously was in. And uh, essentially, I've been working there for two and a half years, and now they give me the severance that a, I wasn't able to look over, so I haven't even seen what they offered. And then the meeting was cut short, and I've been working there for the past week in just this limbo. I don't know. They haven't come talk to me, and it's just a really uncomfortable situation. Okay. Have you signed anything, Michelle? Pardon me? Have you signed anything? Absolutely not. Good. Good. Perfect. So what this sounds like, uh, we've talked about this on past shows, is uh, almost a forced, uh, you know, forced resignation. Um, right. So when the employer tries to say, you know, we don't have the work for you or, you know, um, we're not, uh, we're, you know, we don't think you should continue here, so we, you should quit. So they basically try to avoid a termination by te- by forcing you to quit. And yeah. all this is is a termination. Uh, now, you have to be careful not to agree, not to sign anything or not to say that, yes, you agree to quit. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a what they're doing is a termination. Uh, and how long have you been there? Did you say two and a half years? Two and a half years, yeah. And what's your position? Um, so I was like a middle management yep. sort of, um, but then I went into a different department to help with morale and they fired a bunch of people in that department and then I got stuck there. Okay. So what was the, what's the job title most recently? Um, lab technician. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, how old are you? Uh, 25. Okay. So, uh, the severance package and I, you know, I'm not, uh, I have no idea what they're, they're going to offer you because uh, all employers are different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they may try to offer you, you know, to give you two weeks and have you sign a severance package, or they may be very uh, reasonable with you. Um, two and a half years of service, lab technician. It sounds like it's a specialized uh, role. Um, the, the downside would be that you're still young and at, tw- at 25, and you'd be viewed as being very uh, highly employable. You would probably get somewhere around three months worth of severance pay. Um, so okay. that's what. And I am salary. Does that make a difference? Uh, that doesn't impact it. Uh, nope. I mean, the level of compensation can, um, you know. 
speak to the the position and the seniority of the position, the specialty of this position. But it doesn't matter whether you're salaried or hourly. Um, okay. You're just paid based a uh, severance package based on your, uh, your your compensation. So make sure that's uh, that should be right around three months uh, worth of severance pay. Um, okay. you know, possibly more. Um, so make sure uh, make sure that's uh, that's what they're offering you, and uh, definitely don't sign anything um, without having it reviewed by a lawyer. And make sure you don't uh, they don't uh, corny into quitting, as you uh, as you said. Yeah, Michelle, uh, write this number down: one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That'll put you in uh, touch with Lior and David. The firm do that before you sign anything. Taking a short break here, we'll get lots more of your calls: four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. We'll continue talking about temporary layoffs and all kinds of good stuff, including your emails coming up here. And phone lines are open indeed: four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. You want to talk about your job, your employment, your severance? You got let go. Bring it on here until uh, 8 o'clock tonight. In the meantime, talking temporary layoffs here with Dave Vaughn from the firm on the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. So employment, uh, employer does lay you off. Yeah, what the heck? going to go do it anyway. So they do it, temporarily lay you off. What can the employee do? What's the, uh, what's the reaction? Well, assuming it uh, doesn't uh, allow for temporary layoffs in your contract right. uh, and you've never been uh, laid off before, the first thing to do is uh, to make it very clear to them, the employer, that you do not accept uh, a temporary layoff. Because the last thing you want uh, to have happen is that the employer takes the position that you did accept it, and that um, you know they basically they've uh, gotten a term in your employment relationship that allows them to do that moving forward. So uh, how often you how often yeah. you see it? How often you see it happening? Yeah, it happens uh, happens quite a bit, um, more than you'd think, anyways. Where uh, companies and uh, you know it seems to be certain com- you know companies that are in uh, maybe they have slow periods, uh, or maybe they start to struggle financially, and they say you know. Right. We either, A, don't want to avoid uh, providing this person with severance package. So if we can lay them off for 35 weeks, there's a good chance they're going to find a job in that time. And then we won't have to pay a severance package because, you know, we can call them back and then they won't they won't come back because they are they already uh, have another job. Um, so that's the one uh, one way uh, scenario it happens. The other is a genuine, um, you know, they, they don't have the work and uh, they, they do intend to call the person back and they don't know that it does uh, amount to a constructive dismissal. I guess we should clarify between slow down and seasonal. If you work for a roofing company or a pool company, obviously you're going to be out of work in the winter time. It just it just doesn't happen, right? Yeah, and uh, you see it a lot. Uh, a lot of the time, you see it in uh, con- for construction empl- uh, workers too, right? They'll, they'll be laid off in uh, you know late November, and uh, they come they come back in April. So uh, you know if if that's part of your uh, part of your job and that's part of the the industry you're in, that's not going to be a constructive dismissal. If every right. year um, you're laid off in November, you can't uh, you know in year five. Say that it's a constructive determination, right? right? Um, so, but I mean, if you're in a constru- if you're in an industry like construction that doesn't have the your job just happens to not have a layoff uh, over the winter, and they do find work for you, um, then you know they can't all of a sudden lay you off in November and then say, oh well, other people right. in the industry do get laid off, so you, you shouldn't you shouldn't known that. Smart four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Sally, good evening. Hi. Um, yes, I have a question. If you're uh, employed by a contract, a yearly contract that's been renewed for, say, over 10 years. Uh, is there ever any avenue for severance uh, once they decide not to renew the contract? Awesome question. We, we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Perfect. Yeah, yeah it's almost the exact scenario uh, I, I just dealt with, actually, Sally. So, um, you know, a contract, uh, it's usually an annual, you know, a yearly contract, um, or uh, it can be, you know, uh, based on a certain amount of months. Um, 
if it's once or twice, that's fine. Um, uh, an employer can do that. But once it, get, it gets past a second contract, you're an indefinite term employee. So just because you sign a new contract every year, conf- basically confirming that you're going to continue, um, doesn't make you, um, you know, not entitled to severance pay at the conclusion of the employment relationship. So, Sally, in your case, so have you been there 10 years? Uh, yeah, it'll be 10 years. 10 years, and do you think they're going to you know, not renew the contract? I think within the next couple years they may not. Right, okay. So uh, if they do that or when they do that and they decide uh, to renew it uh, just by you know, letting the contract expire and then saying, okay, we're not going to renew, that's a termination, right. and you're entitled to severance pay based on your you know, age, years of service, and, and position. What's uh, your do- job, Sally? Um, actually, I'm a professor. Okay, are you unionized? No. No, okay. And you're not in any type of uh, union or association. So, uh, I mean, you should, uh, Professor, and how old are you, Sally? I'm 58. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you're, I think, minimum would be entitled to about 12 months worth of severance pay. So. Okay, I appreciate your advice. <laughs> so I that, that those contracts you've been signing for 10 years, is it basically the same contract every year you just re-sign it, or is there, is there significant changes in it? No, same contract. Yeah, see? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, she's an employee, big time. Yeah, indefinite, uh, indefinite term employee. Well, Sally, appreciate your call. If it uh, does end up coming down the pike, the number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Right there, we'll take a, a short break here. Get back into it. More of your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Love to talk to you. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number. Paul, good evening. How are you? You're on the air. Oh, hi. I'm doing pretty good. I just got a quick question. been with the city of Toronto for close to 28 years, but the first 10 years was with one uh, different uh, union, and now um, I'm with uh, the past 17 with another union, but still with the city. So presently, I've been uh, injured at I was injured at work, so I've been off now at work on light duties for four years. Do I have a total amount of 28 years, or does it with, with the city, or is it uh, dependent on what union I work for? So. You're, um, you would get all credit um, in, in terms of determining severance or any other entitlements. It would be that it's been one employer. It doesn't matter that you switched unions. Um, but the, the issue is that um, the, the general rules about, you know, that we apply you know, common law, uh, employment law situations don't necessarily apply to you just because you're part of the union. So anything that happened, you'd have to go through them and grieve it through them. So it's got to be with the union. Yeah, yeah you, so, can't, you can't go outside the union if if if, if you you're need let to. go or yeah. if you have issues, you have to go through the union. Okay, then thanks again. That's the second one. See, that, that's and that's the drawback, right? Twenty-eight years. If he was non-union, he'd be talking twenty-four months severance. Yeah, probably. for sure. But and it's it's tough to say. Um, you know, if he is ever uh, let go, I mean, the union can always negotiate a, a severance package for him. But uh, he does have to go through the union. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on Cell Rose. Hi, good evening. Hi, good evening. Yeah, What's my going on with you? Is, how much yeah. is one in, uh, severance pay? Is one entitled to? So how uh, how many years of service do you have, Rose? Okay, I've been working at the same place for thirty years, but we've gone through two different companies. Yep. And um, now they're closing the place down at the end of the month, and they said that anybody that had five years or more would get one week severance pay for every year worked. Okay. 
So you've been with 30 years with these companies, and when uh, when it cha- the ownership changed, I assume that's what happened? Yes, it, it, it changed uh, 15 years ago. 15 years ago. And at that time, were you paid a, paid a severance package? Did you no. sign anything? No. No, and, and did they give you a contract saying that uh, basically, did you agree to give up your previous service? Um, no, what, I can't find the letter, but the, that employer said that he would continue with my... Uh, um, what do you call it? With my seniority. Seniority. So they have, he's even recognized your seniority. I don't have the letter. Seniority. I don't have the proof. It doesn't. So the way that the only way that your previous service would not be included for all purposes would mm-hmm. be as if you if you agreed to that. So you actually signed something that said, I, you know, I'm giving up my seniority. No, or, I didn't. So if it, if the letter is silent on it, or if there's no letter, mm-hmm. then your seniority would be recognized. Yeah. So you wow. should be. You're a 30 year employee for severance purposes. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how old are you? I am 61. 61. And what type of job do you have, Rose? 61. I work, I work in one of the lounges at the airport. Okay. Are you, are you in a union? Yes. You are in a union. Okay. Yes. So uh, you'd, you'd, have to, uh, you'd have to go through the union uh, regarding the severance package. Have they told you um, what you're going to be entitled to? Yeah, they told us that it, it would be one week for every year. So I would be, getting, I would be entitled to, according to them, 15 weeks. Oh, oh so you're, you're not getting credit for the full service? No. Oh, that's too bad. Well, no, the union now, oh, oh, I thought you met the company. Sorry, the company said 15 weeks, but the union said they're going to try it and uh, grieve it for me. Yeah, okay, they, they absolutely yeah. should yeah. because uh, that's, that's not right. So uh, definitely pursue that, uh, that grievance. Okay, yeah, definitely. And we have another worker there that's only been there for four years, and they told him he's not entitled to any severance. Is that true? Do you have to work somewhere for five years in order to be entitled to severance pay? No, not at all. Uh, no? Under the common law, you are entitled to severance the, uh, the minute you uh, step foot in, that, uh, in the employer's premises and start work. But okay, again, so, union matter, right? Yeah, it is a union matter, okay. so uh, we wouldn't be able to help you. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's incorrect. You don't have to have... Um, five years of service to get common law severance. And this is what we're talking about. She's, you know, Rose there, 30-year employee. She's been working longer than you and I have, much longer. There's there's easily a 24-month severance package right there, and she's getting 15 weeks. Yeah, hopefully the union can do something about that because that, that really sounds, uh, that's really you know, unfortunate. We'll take one more before I take a short break here. Tom, uh, quickly, uh, before we go to a break, what's up? Hello, hi. Hey, Tom, what's going on? I have a quick question. Am I mm-hmm. able to sue an employer? Yes, you are. Are you employed there per, uh, currently, or were you let go? No, I'm currently work. Oh, this is a union. It's a union environment. Okay. Um, uh, so then you're not. You'd have to go through the union. Oh, oh, oh is that right? Yeah. yeah you can't if go you have an issue, union. you have to grieve it through the union, the collective agreement. There you go. It's it's, yeah. you, it's turning into union night. It we is. Will, yeah. We will recap what you can do it's after amazing, short break really. with unions, right? Yeah. I, I don't think we've ever had this many. No, I don't think so. Unionized goals. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sell. Lots more of that coming up. Yeah, we go right till eight o'clock. We'd love to get your phone calls on the air and talk to you. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sell. You want to email Lior anytime? L i o r at employmenthour.com. Hi there. You're on uh, six forty employment hour. Who's this? Doing. I'm good, man. I, What's going on? Do I, do I have to keep my name? I don't really don't want no, to. No, you don't have to. Yeah, we'll call you Bill. So, all right. That's good. <laughs> it could be his name. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's not. <laughs> uh, Leo, Leo, I actually like what you do here. This is pretty good. I mean, for a lawyer to give up free advice, that's awesome, especially uh, on the radio every night. Yeah. Night you're on. Way to go. Anyway, so Mike, I'm, I'm in a situation where, um, so we, we just voted in an association, right? 
and it was just by one vote that that the vote was made. So now we're like a union, right? Yep. So I want no part of it. So the the union rep keeps coming up to me and trying to get me to sign uh, uh, documents that state it's okay for the company to to take off dues from my paycheck and that I'm going to follow, you know, like be part of the union and, and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, dude, I want no part of you and I want no part of your union. Okay. I've made it. I have a contract existing with my employer as it is that I signed when I started working with them. I don't need you to, 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 to negotiate anything for me. My skills and my talent will do it alone. Yep. So I'm telling them, I'm, I don't want no part of you. And if you keep hounding me, I'm going to sue you because according to the charter, I have freedom of association. If I don't want to be associated with you or, or, or part of you, I don't have to be. So I'm just kind of worried. Like, like do I have to? Do I, like, I'm never going to sign it. You can't make them sign. Yeah, unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do. Once your uh, position becomes unionized, um, you, you can't, uh, there's no, you know, right to not be, you know, not have your position covered by a union. That's the um, vote, right? 51% or whatever it is? I yeah, mean, because you know. other, otherwise, uh, you know, everyone would just pick and choose and, you know, only, yeah. you know, some, you know, 52% of people, the, the workers would be part of the union. The employer would have to deal with both the union uh, and, and individual employees. So uh, they've, uh, that's why they do the vote. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Derek, good evening. How are you? Hi there. How's it going? Good, sir. What's going on with you? Uh, it's good, thank you. Um, so I'm just going to give you a bunch of facts about my coworker. Sure. Uh, he went on paternity leave, and then when he got back, uh, he didn't really have a defined role for him, and he was a senior manager. Yep. So they put him on a, just a bunch of projects. And now that the project is basically over, they're telling him they're not too sure they're going to have anything left for him. Okay. So what is he entitled to? And just some other basic facts. I think he's been there for about five years. Five years. And what's the ty- what's the role? Uh, senior manager. He was in performance okay. management. And how old do you, do you think? Uh, I'd say he's about 35. 35, okay. So, yeah, first of all, um, you know, they, there's a human rights issue at play here. Uh, they had an obligation to keep that, uh, that job available for him, or at least a, uh, a similar job. And uh, by you know bringing him back to the workforce and just with some projects on a temporary basis, and then you know essentially saying that you know, they don't have any more work for him, that, that's a human rights violation, and uh, it's a serious one. Um, so if they do let him go, they have a potential human rights uh, you know there'll be human rights damages potentially at play, and uh, they'd owe him a severance package, and uh, that would be based on his years of service, age, and position. So five years of service, senior manager, thirty-five years old. Uh, he'd be probably, you know, depending on the level of compensation and the level of, uh, the, you know, the duties, responsibilities, the amount of reports he had, you know, it could be probably six to eight months worth of severance pay uh, he should get. So, um, you know, it's a, uh, he definitely has uh, protection uh, at law in yeah. terms of the, uh, the severance pay, but it's very unfortunate that they would, uh, you know, the, the human rights uh, issue here. Yeah, so that's what I figured myself because I figured they'd have to have some sort of replacement for him, uh, like role for him or equivalent in terms. Yeah, of, and, and yeah. obviously that you know they do have to find someone to cover that role while he's gone, right? Um, yeah. But once he's ready to come back, uh, they have to you know put him back into his job or at least uh, an equivalent job. So what if the team that he was working for got dissolved or blended into another role? Uh, how would that work out? 
Yeah, it's, they still have to, uh, you know, make you know a legitimate effort to find an equivalent position for him. So you can't just restructure while someone's on uh, on uh, you know pr- protected leave and yeah. then say, oh, the the position's gone, so it has nothing to do with your leave. We're just, uh, but we're gonna have to terminate your employment. Appreciate it. Uh, can I just get your number one more time, like your your office, just in case? Sure, Derek. Okay. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And we'll get to uh, Travin. Hi, Travin. How are you? Not too bad, sir. Thank you. Good. What's going on with you? I worked on the Canadian National Railway for over 20 years. Wow. I never got my pension. I never got my payout. When, I, I fought for it for years. When were you let go? Pardon? When were you? When did you uh, lose your job? When did they let you go? Back in, uh, I started there in 49, 50, and I lost my job in 68. 68, okay. And... Uh, about 20 years. Yeah, okay. Uh, they tell me that they don't have any record of me ever working there. And this, yeah. is, this is way back to 1968. Yep. Yeah, so unfortunately, uh, there's a statute of limitations uh, in in Ontario that is two years. Um, so you would have had to you know, do something about this um, within two years, years of being... Well, I started, I started on after the two years, but they every time they called, I have the numbers for the people in Montreal. Right. I talk to them, and they keep saying, I'm sorry, we do not have any record of you ever working on the railway. And did you have a pension? I, I was supposed to get a pension, and I never got it. Wow, that's, that's I never incredible. Got payout. I got nothing from them at all. All five of us brothers, all of us, all worked on the railway. Wow. And the unfortunate part is I never got five cents payout, I never got five cents pension. Where did where did you work? Where did you go after that? Back like, did you get a new job or were you let go? Yeah, I opened a real estate company after that. Yes. Okay. But that's not the problem. The problem was they just they never paid me, and I kept chasing them for it, chasing them for it. You know, you get tired after a while. Yeah, unfortunately, you wouldn't. You know, you're out of luck in terms of the severance pay uh, issue. Um, if there's you know genuinely a, a pension you were paying into, and uh, that that becomes you know. There should be some record of that. Yeah, there should. Right? So right. Uh, that may be something uh, to look into if, if he was actually paying into a pension and they're withholding that from him. We'll take one uh, more final short little break here, maybe wrap it up with either a phone call or a couple of your emails here in the Employment Hour, Monday night edition, Talk Radio, AM 640. Call the number and email anytime as well, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Got one from Brenda here, writes in, says, my husband and I work at the same place. I was let go for cause because of something that my husband did that had nothing to do with me. Is this even legal? No, absolutely not. Uh, unless Brenda was involved with it, um, with, with the misconduct. Uh, you can't be terminated for cause uh, because of something um, you know, that a friend or a relative or, or husband did. Uh, I mean, the, the employer can make the decision to l- let Brenda go without cause um, right. and just say, you know, we feel it's better that you move on. But uh, she should receive her full uh, severance package uh, from the company. And uh, I, I think, um, you know, if Brenda's following up on that, um, I, I'd like to also know what uh, what her husband's accused of, because uh, as we've discussed on the show many times, it's very difficult to establish yeah. just cause for termination. And uh, it's, it's considered the capital punishment 
of the employment relationship and uh, courts really don't want uh, people to lose their job uh, and uh, you know be given no severance pay whatsoever so um, I would uh, encourage both Brenda and uh, her husband to give us a call and, and see uh, the type of severance pay they're, pay they're owed. Kirby says I was let go last week and offered a severance package my employer says that uh, until I accept he won't pay me my commission owing to me for deals that I already closed I don't want to accept the severance offer, but I can't afford to live if I don't get these commissions. What can I do? Yeah, that's a terrible position that uh, Kirby's uh, employers put him in. Those commissions are wages that are owed uh, that should be given to him, uh, you know, basically yeah. within seven days of the termination. And uh, they shouldn't be able to withhold those, um, you know, pending the uh, the settlement. Obviously, the employer can uh, anything, you know, above the ESA payments, the, uh, the employer can uh, withhold until a severance package is reached, until a deal is reached. Um, but they can't withhold uh, owed commissions, and uh, they actually may be liable for additional damages. Um, you know, damage. You know, punish punitive damages. So damages that would punish them for the misconduct by by using their basically accrued wages uh, to try to uh, force Kirby to sign a, a poor severance package. Uh, so what I would tell Kirby to do is don't sign anything. Give us a call as soon as possible, and uh, we can get uh, get a letter out to the employer and uh, you know get those commissions paid uh, right away, and then uh, also get a fair severance package. What is the general deal when it comes to commissions? I mean, even if you're let go, as, as long as is it basically as long as your part of the job leading into that sale is done, then you get paid, even though you know, the deal might not close for two more months. But as long as your part's done, do you still get the commission? Yeah, commissions are tricky. Obviously, anything that's yeah. that's definitely confirmed, um, that's been accrued, uh, you're owed. If it's um, you know if it hasn't been closed, but uh, you're you know you're a big part of it. Um, or you've uh, you know you've done most um, you know done most things that need to be done, but it hasn't been finalized. Uh, you're not necessarily owed the commissions. However, uh, the severance package uh, that you're owed, so let's say it's six months, needs to be based on your full compensation. So it's not just your salary; it's your bonuses and commissions. So that right. would make up for that anyways, right? Because we just take your average commissions or the av- the commissions you should have earned during that six months, and that that's what you should get. So that takes into consideration deals that haven't you know yet closed yet. Um, the only way that could becomes a big issue is if you had a very lucrative deal in the, in the pipeline that's about to close, um, and your employer, uh, you know, terminates your employment essentially to avoid paying those commissions. Right. Uh, that's obviously going to be an issue and that's something that would be worth fighting for. We'll take it for another week, my friend, as we uh, wrap it up for here, some information for you to, uh, to look at at your own leisure, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your entitlement should be, your full severance should be. The number's right there. It's a correct number. Failing that, you want to call one 821 5900 And anytime, email Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Dave Dunn for another Monday. We are back here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, another edition of the Employment Hour. It's here, Talk Radio, AM 640.